Captain's log. Stardate 8031 in the 23rd century. As commanding officer of the USS Enterprise, I look back on our most recent adventure and realize I could not have asked for a more dependable ship or dedicated crew. Chekhov, Dr. McCoy, Uhura, Scotty, Sulu, and our late comrade Spock, whose heroic sacrifice during our last mission is now deeply felt. Our ship and our lives had been endangered by an experimental project called Genesis, designed to bring new life to barren moons. We sent Spock's body there to rest in peace. Why did you leave him on Genesis? Spock trusted you, and you denied him his future. My son of future? Only his body was in death, Kirk. Bring him to us, and bring that which he gave you, his living spirit. But there's even a chance that Spock has an eternal soul. Then it's my responsibility. Give me back the Enterprise. Out of the question, my friend. The word, sir? The word? is no. I am therefore going anyway. Sir, someone is stealing the Enterprise. All station, yellow alert. Commander Starfleet on emergency channel. He orders you to surrender this vessel. No reply, General. One minute to space doors. Kurt, you do this, you'll never sit in the captain's chair again. Warp speed. Warp speed. Best speed to Genesis. Unfortunately, we were not the first to arrive. Think on Bird Appraiser. She's arming torpedoes. Your presence here is an act of war. Fuck! Quickly overpowered, we had no choice but to allow the Klingons aboard, which meant the only way to defeat them was to destroy the Enterprise. The ship appears to be deserted. We're hiding! Leaving our ship for the last time, we fled to Genesis. Five. Get out! Get out! What have I done? What you had to do. Just as the planet began to self-destruct, we found Spock, and he was alive. His body had been regenerated, but his mind was a blank. Escaping Genesis, we used the captured Klingon vessel to transport us to Vulcan, where a mysterious ceremony was performed by Spock's people in an attempt to restore his memory. You came back for me. You would have done the same for me? Why would you do this? Because the needs of the one outweighed the needs of the many. Meanwhile, back on Earth, the punishment for our disobedience awaited us. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Punisher, control! Tell me before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Hey, Chico, do you know where the uh, naval base is in Alameda? The naval base in Alameda? I think I do. I think I know where the Al- the Alameda Naval Base is. Okay. It's by the ocean, isn't it? Probably by the ocean. But I heard that's where they keep the nuclear vessels. Careful, you might get arrested in 1986, saying it like that. Oh, that's true. Dang it. The nuclear vessel. The nuclear vessels.
Well, everybody, welcome to our fourth Star Trek Live Watch here. It was a thing on TV. And, well, for the first time, we're actually doing this on Streamlounge. So when we did the first one on our regular Podbean feed, along with two and three, we did the first one streaming on Skype on Paramount+. Plus, and we did the same thing for two and three with my, like, digital copy of the movie. But now on four... I realize, like, all the movies now are on HBO Max. Which is so, weird, because when you think about it, shouldn't all the movies be on Paramount Plus? I'm pretty sure Paramount has, like, some uh, side deal with HBO to air them on HBO, so... Lord knows uh, Warner Brothers Discovery needs all the help they can get right now. Pretty much. But okay, this is the conclusion to, I guess you could say... The trilogy that started in Star Trek 2? Yes, the trilogy that started in Star Trek 2. Uh, Spock dies, and then Spock lives, and now they need to go back into the past, or else everybody's going to die. That's right. But also, remember, there's that whole little thing from 3 where Kirk stole the Enterprise to try to get Spock back. and Now they're going to go and steal the Enterprise again? Well, no, no, they can't, because remember, the Enterprise got destroyed in 3? Oh, that's right, that's right. So they took the Klingon ship Christopher Lloyd had, and they're on Vulcan now. Because they did that thing at the end of 3, remember? Yeah, I remember. When they uh, they basically uh, brought back Spock, and his mind's still a little bit boobly-jubly, so... That's right, so they're still... On Vulcan, they're waiting, like, uh, I guess they're going to be on trial for what they did in 3, everybody. So, let's just go into the behind the scenes for a bit in this movie before we start. Yes, let's go behind the scenes of Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. That's right. So, Leonard Nimoy, who directed 3, is back for Star Trek Four to direct. But also, to write this movie, Horv Bennett, the executive producer, co-wrote this movie... With Nicholas Meyer, who, of course, directed Star Trek 2. So they brought him back for 4 because he didn't want to do 3 because of the resurrection theme. But he's like, you know, I'll come back for 4. Sure. Just to prove that age-old adage that every other Star Trek movie was crap and every other Star Trek movie after that was brilliant. Well, except for, uh, what is it? Insurrection. <laughs> no, the no, less said about Insurrection, Insurrection's the better. nine. I'm sorry, Nemesis. My mistake. Yeah, the less said about Nemesis, the better. I think Nemesis broke the pattern because First Contact and Insurrection were both pretty good. I've only seen Insurrection once. I'll, when we get to Insurrection, I'm going to be like, okay, let me see if this is as bad or all right, as people say. I don't know. But I think, um, yeah, doing the um, the music in this. So they didn't get James Horner back from 2 and 3 because he was doing Aliens at the time. So they got uh, Leonard Rosenman, I believe it was, who did the music score for this. He was one of Leonard Nimoy's good friends. And if you'll notice it's it's the tone of the music is a lot different than 2 and 3, especially the main title. 
because the main title kind of has like this sort of uh jingle bells Christmas feel, which actually kind of works because the movie actually came out in December of '86. So if you were going to see this movie, you kind of had Christmas on the mind for this. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, they land smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. I may be wrong on that, but uh, they don't never say what time frame it is in '86 uh, when they uh, arrive in San Francisco. But I guess we can assume it's sometime November, December-ish of '86. Um, and also, of course, playing the female lead in this movie of Dr. Julian Taylor is, oh, Catherine Hicks. Oh, yeah, the mom on Seventh Heaven. And we're going to talk about her, uh, I want to say at the beginning of next year, we actually put Tucker's Witch on the schedule. So that's going to be a pretty cool episode to uh, listen to. And actually, fun fact, you know who I found out who they originally wanted to play as the doctor before they wrote it as a female Oh, uh, so I was about to say, not Kim Cattrall again. No. It was originally written as a male lead, and who they wanted to cast for it was Eddie Murphy. That would have been different. Would have been very different, but I think Eddie Murphy decided to do The Golden Child instead, which you can debate if that was a good move or not. It wasn't a good move at it- all. No, no, it wasn't. Okay, so I, gonna... I guess after after uh, Beverly Hills Cop, he was sort of feeling himself. Yeah, sort of. Okay, so we're gonna start the movie right now. So if you're on HBO Max, we're at zero zero eight in the eight. stream, eight seconds into the stream because I'm skipping the whole HBO intro thing. And also, if you have um. If you're in the UK for some reason, there is like a, which is not in the US version, there's like a narration by William Shatner talking about the events of two and three to, I guess, get audiences like in the right shape of mind for four, but they didn't include it in the US version for some reason. So that's out here in the US. So if you have the UK version, just go and, um, pause it right after that ends with a black screen or whatever. So I'm going to give a five second signal and want to hit play. You're going to hit play. So I'm going to do a five second countdown right now. Five, four, three, two, one, play. The cast and crew of Star Trek wish to dedicate this film to the men and women of the spaceship Challenger, whose courageous spirit shall live to the 23rd century and beyond. Because this was right after the Challenger incident. Yeah, the Challenger would have been January of 86. This came out December of 86. And this is uh, the last uh, Star Trek movie we're going to see the original uh, Paramount Mountain logo. Yep. They, cha- they changed the logo the next year for the 75th anniversary in 87. Correct. The Voyage Home. Mm. 
Yeah, see that? The jingle bells, you hear that? Yeah. They really, those head bells really pop, you know. Yes. And if you want to get the uh, score for this, it is available from uh, Intrada. Intrada actually has a uh, two-disc version of the uh, theme set, of the the uh, soundtrack, I mean. Well, hold on a second. I think we're going to see the credit coming up. John Shuck. That's the Klingon ambassador. That's right. Oh, and they have a new person playing Lieutenant Savick. That would be Robin Curtis. That, well, she played it back in three. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm guessing... Uh, this is where first... your amnesia sets in again. I just woke up, okay? Had a hard day at work. Anyway, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on a second. There's a red cloud. How'd that red cloud get there? Something done blew up, I'm guessing. Well, that's weird. That red cloud wasn't there before. I know. Hmm. And that red cloud is now blue. It's now blue. Directed by Leonard Nimoy. And now we get this. The heck is that? I don't know, man, but it doesn't look too good. No. I believe this is the USS Saratoga. Yes. Now we're in San Francisco. Okay, here we go. This is what we came here for, Chico. As we watch the stock footage from three of the Enterprise growing up. Boom! That blowed up real good. Yes. How'd they get such good footage of this? John Shuck.
Here we go. We see the Genesis footage for like the 90th time. I gotta tell you, Chico, he's making a good case here, John Shuck. Hey, how... It's Sarek! It's Sarek, everybody! Damn, damn. Shut up! Sarek's saying something! Oh, snap! Oh, damn! Oh, hold on, Chico. Wait for it. He said the line! He, he said, said it. it! He said it! He said I've the line! I've seen it enough! I've seen enough! Who knew that there was somewhere in the 23rd century a version of Dave Wasserman out there? Okay, meanwhile, we're back on the Genesis planet. Not, not Genesis. It blew up in the last movie. Vulcan. By the way, nice matte painting right there. Oh, yeah. You know, b before we had these fancy pants computer computer artists, we had matte paintings and miniatures. Ask yeah. anyone who's ever seen Earthquake. So, okay, Kirk's asking his remaining queer, do you want to come back to Earth? Yep. So now they're all going to face trial for everything that happened in 3, so... It's like, okay, might as well make the best of it. They've rechristened the uh, Klingon ship the HMS Bounty, by the way. Yes. Oh, I wish too, Bones. I've noticed that Bones looks like Indiana Jones in this. They've probably been wearing the same clothes for the three months they've been on Vulcan. Meanwhile, Spock is still trying to uh, unjumble his brain.
Correct. This is the weirdest PC game ever. You know, if they made this movie today, Spock would be, like, streaming this on Twitch. Hmm. Hmm. Good question. By the way, that is a Pepper's Ghost effect that you're you're looking at right now. That's right. And that is also Jane Wyatt you're looking at right now. Yeah, reprising your role as uh, Amanda. From the original series. Oh. As, a remind- as a reminder, Sarek married Amanda because... He loved her. And she would know. Meanwhile, nobody can figure out this probe. Oh, look, there's a soccer ball in that probe. Nope. Oh, no. By the way, that sounds you're hearing of the probe? Yeah. That was provided by Leonard D-Boy himself. Yeah. And actually, one fact I learned about this. Dawn Steele, who was obviously the legendary film executive and producer, who was working at Paramount at the time, actually asked them to put subtitles on the probe. And they all thought that it was ridiculous. So when they screened the movie for her with the subtitles, she watched it and she's like, you're right. I'm stupid. This whole idea with the probe with subtitles. Nah, this doesn't work. And meanwhile, uh, we actually have a first appearance of Brock Peters as Admiral Cartwright. Will also be a pivotal character in six. The Undiscovered Country later. There's several themes in this movie in 4 that kind of like hint to Undiscovered Country. Like the um, the Klingon peace talks and everything. That become like a theme later in 6. Yeah, and also one year later in uh, TNG. Yeah, that's right. Oh, hold on a second, Chico.
BJ Armages as the uh, guy on the ship right here in this cameo, who we talked about back in the last precinct. Uh, spoiler, it's not going to be very successful. No. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Oh, look at how spacious these uh, quarters are. Oh, we're going to, this is where we say goodbye to Savic. Yep. Yeah, just say it. Yeah, eh, we're good. Yeah, this is going to be seamless at all. No one's going to notice this. Uh, the ruminations of a humble country doctor. Oh, oh no, they're losing power on the space dock. Nothing's working. Oh, that sucks. 
They're just floating in space now. Well, they're floating in the space dock. In the dark. I'm pretty sure that's bad. Oh no, it's taking all the water! It's stealing the water! It's stealing all the water! Oh, I'm so thirsty, I'm gonna drink all the water on this planet. So they have no idea what's going on. Nope, there's still a couple blocks out, actually. Like, why would they not contact us? Huh. Everybody's talking. I can't I can't hear you. I have a banana in my ear. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're not going to get that joke. Oh. He's doing the I can't hear your call. I'm in a I'm in an area of bad reception when he's right in front of him. Except those distress calls may not be um just a crazy excuse. You know, for something that takes place in the future, this movie is sure dated with that Leningrad reference. Well, they didn't know what was going to happen in the 90s. Oh, that's right. Everything's probably on solar in the future. Oh, yeah. Uh
Oh. Well, that'll do the trick. It's a good idea, Sarek. Meanwhile, back on the bounty. Look, you don't want to know what's happening here on the planet, guys. Just don't come here. Save yourselves. Okay. Well. That does it. I guess they won't go back to Earth then. Hey, I guess we're off. I guess we're scot-free, huh? <laughs> oh, God. You're like, what the hell is this? Hi there. Okay. Let's remix. Burr, 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 burr. Dio Totura on the ones and twos, ladies and gentlemen. Are those whales? Huh. Trilobites, viruses, orca, an orca. A humpback whale. 
Oh, crap. And all the humpbacks are gone. That's crazy. They're all dead. Oh, no, wait. Oh, no. What? What? Are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? He just suggested. Go back in time. Oh, by the way, I believe you see in the background, uh, Randon Chapel. And they're trying to just like, all right, we're trying to make sure the window doesn't break here. By the way, that would be Jade Weedland in the background. That's right. Of course, she was uh, one of the uh, t- one of the uh, two front ladies of the Go Go's, but you know, deep in inso- deep down inside, she wanted to act. I cor- am your singing telegram. Boom! Oh, that's right. We talked over the humpback people line by Scotty. Drop them off. Yes, it is crazy, Bones. Let's do it. It's like, that's crazy. What time? (sighs) Oh, yeah. The ceiling's dripping. The water's on the TVs from the ceiling leaking. Oh, Kirk's clearly coming in on like a 56k connection on Real Player G2. Oh, it's not working. And it's leaking. Yeah, because probably from the ceiling dripping. Oh. Ah! The window that might be too late. Oh, it's too late. Oh, they're all dead. Okay, time to go around the sun.
Well, at least Spock can still remember Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Well, better than fortune favoring the brave. Oh. Hmm. Oh, this is worst case of space turbulence ever. Oh, she's okay. She's fine. Her is fine, everybody. Oh, it's like a dog wearing a little hat, circling around the sun, drinking a cup of coffee, saying, This is fine. And um, what are we looking at? I don't know. We're on some kind of acid trip right here. Worst episode of Quantum Leap ever. I have, I don't understand. I've never understood what that sequence is supposed to represent. I'm guessing it's supposed to rep because it. I think that sequence also references things like later in the movie. I think so. Apparently, it's basically the backwards flow of time, something like that. You know, how sometimes you'll experience something in a dream, and then, like later, you get the sense of deja vu, like you experienced it, like you experienced the exact thing in your dream. Have you ever had that? Uh, once or twice. I've had that happen like many times. I'd say about two dozen. Okay, they've, they're back. They've woken up from that deep sleep from the time that travel. fever dream. Yeah. It's a deep it's a deep sleep slash fever dream. Yeah, pollution, am I right? Go America. So now nobody's going to notice there's like an alien ship and 
from like a satellite or whatever. Can't you, you know, use your clock, your your cloak? They did use the cloak. That's why no one's gonna notice. What? It's coming from the city. Oh no, what's happened? Ah, oh, damn it. You mean we're stuck here? Dang it, Christopher Lloyd didn't have enough crystals. Well, they're screwed. Get comfortable. We're going to be here for a while. Oh. Oh. Okay. Why are you Not to mention me? rap music. Yeah. Why are you all looking at me? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. They've also never seen the Karate Kid before. That'll work. All right. Gonna land in the park.
All these garbage men complaining about fights. I'm not spending $60 on a toaster oven in 1986. Oh my god, it's become like Paperboy all of a sudden with the tornado arriving. Tornado arriving out of nowhere? Ah, that trash can just got crushed. And they don't even know. By nothing, according to them, because they don't even notice. And then, oh! Oh, crap. Visitors, run! We didn't see nothing. Nobody at the San Francisco Sanitation Department is going to believe us anyway. Ha. It'll be... Everyone remember where we parked. Yeah, everyone's going to remember. <laughs> like, they're going to forget that it was in this middle of there. Welcome to San Francisco in the 80s, folks. Uh, hold on. Well, double dumbass on you. There you go. Kirk told them. A coin to get a newspaper? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. They'd still be 100 years removed from the whole... uh... Let's just call it a disguise closet. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Oh, and by the way, they go to Kirk and Spock. They're in an antique shop. And Kirk is selling the very glasses that Bones gave him in two. That broke the end of the movie. So Kirk is selling those glasses to the antique shop. Knowing that Bones is going to buy him 200 years later. $100. A... $100. In 1986. That's good enough. We're fine. Hey, that map just appeared. That would be very central to the plot. But hold on. Oh! Never mind then. We got this billboard on the bus.
I have a good idea. <laughs> oh yeah, Pacific Bell. They'll have to go to the uh, Yellow Pages because it's 1986 and you can't use Google. Oh! And by the way, I should note they actually filmed like this and literally like all the reactions to this are genuine to like passers by on the street. These are these are all these were all extras hired after the fact to try to say. Yeah. Oh. This is what we came here to see, Chico. The punk on the bus. And by the way, Punk on the Bus, played by Kirk Thatcher, who was a production assistant on the movie. And we talked about him in the last live show, because he was in Werewolf by Night. You said Kirk Thatcher, yes? Yes, Kirk Thatcher. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way it goes. No one cares unless you swear every ever word. Oh yeah, all the classics. And now we're at the Cetacean Institute here in San Francisco. By the way, Kirk Thatcher, known for his work with the Jim Henson Company. Yeah, that's right. And now we've introduced to Catherine Hicks's Dr. Jolien Taylor right here. Okay.
Oh. You know, prior to her uh, audition for this role, Catherine Hicks read up a lot about whales. Oh, that's nice. She's got you there, dude. Wow. Hi, everybody. Of course, those aren't real humpbacks. Oh, no. They? No, they're not real humpbacks. Those are, uh... I guess... I guess you could say puppets, but not puppets like in the, uh... They're, uh... Mechanical. They're the type of, they, they use those kind of puppets in Jaws, let's just say. Yeah. Well, if Shatner didn't ask for a pay raise after three. Oh. Wait, where's Spock? Where'd he go? I'm just, wait. Is he? Oh my god, he went to the tank, Chica! What is he doing? What? And Kirk's like, oh no, what's he doing? What? Oh, he's mind melding with the whale. What? I got what I needed. 
They are not the hell you're whales. The hell they did. I think it's time to uh, explain a few things. Yeah. Now, don't do that. Yeah. Well, I will. Well, duh. Mm. How are you going to get a pair of humpback whales to the, the future? No less on the uh, Klingon ship. Oh, God. Stop mansplaining things, Bob. Stupid dumb whales. Well, not mistaken, that's the Saratoga. Well, no, hold on a second, because... Uh, Chekhov's going to explain what the ship is in a moment. Oh! Yeah, simple as that. They found the Enterprise. Yeah. And yeah, there's Dr. Taylor. All right, act casual. Act casual, man. LSD. No, he was in the Church of Latter-day Saints, Chico. Well, I mean, just look at Spock. He looks like the type of guy who'd be in the LDS. Or, you know, something.
kinky. Oh. Don't, don't, don't. Stop. I told you to be cool, man. Why can't you just be cool? Oh, dang. Hell no. What? <clears throat> whoa, whoa, what? Dinner. That'll work. Dinner always works. Sure. I could eat Italian. That's what she said. Oh, we're at PlexiCorp. Because uh, Bones and uh, Scotty, they're trying to find the transparent aluminum. What? Thousands. Keep it on the D-Lo, Scott. By the way, this is the Reynolds and Taylor Plastics Factory in Santa Ana. Yeah. And they make uh, acrylic, uh, they make large custom plastic panels. One of their clients is actually the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Oh. Of course, not too far from where I grew up. Oh, that's nice. Sure.
Oh, Subaru's need to get a ride. Oh. Yeah. Oh, old and interesting. Yep. By the way, the Enterprise that was out on dock was actually the Ranger. The, Enter right. the real Enterprise was still in service. Yeah, it was on duty at this point when the filmed. What? Okay. Oh no, he doesn't know. Oh, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no! No, Scotty, Alexa's not around for like for another 30 years. How quaint. It, it's a Macintosh. Yeah. Boom. Uh, twenty, twenty-three years to be exact. That's right, because it got invented actually for real in two thousand nine. Okay. <laughs> hey, what you do with your computer is your business. Yeah, time out here. Oh. Yeah, it's true. They have no idea that he actually invented it or not. Now, this isn't a violation of the TPD. This is totally cash. Oh, gosh. Where uh, do I even start with this? <laughs> yeah. 
By the way, we talked about those whales being animatronics. Yeah. They are four-foot animatronics. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm in San Francisco. I'm going to get some pizza with Captain Kirk. Hey. A very excellent choice. Hey. Duh. I'm sure that's not going to be very important later. Girl, you don't know the half of it. Ugh. Oh, no. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, that's right. It's 1986 and pagers still exist. Oh, you were very close, Jillian. All right. Here it comes. Here's the truth. The truth. The truth.
Oh. You think I'm crazy. Tomorrow? Oh, no. No. <clears throat> Meanwhile, on the Enterprise. Doggo. You're sniffing. Uh. Uh, is there something damn in now? Remember, this is the CV Ranger, not the CVN Enterprise. Yes. Okay, they got the nuclear, uh, gonna get the nuclear stuff here. Gonna transfer it like it's a USB drive. Let's put it in there. Oh, you ain't kidding. He's not wrong, you know. Yeah. Uh, huh? Uh, that's probably nothing.
Oh, look at Spock. I mean, look at Scotty and McCoy. Scotty's just holding it like, eh, sparkles. Uh, I got too nothing. soon, bro. I got nothing. And he has a gun. When is this going to finally finish? This is the longest transfer of nuclear material ever. Yeah, that's good enough. Four and uh oh. Uh oh. Okay, this is Civil Okay. Uhura is she's now She's out. She's, she's out. good. Now check off they're gonna clearly bring him back to the ship. Clearly. Hey. Oh, <clears throat> oh no! Uh. Oh, that's the most ridiculous crap I've ever heard. He's a Russian on an American naval ship. Not a good place to be in 1986. Duh. Oh, that's simple. Okay. They're like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> oh, oh. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, guy. Whoa. Whoa. Back up. Back all the way up.
Oh. Your phaser is. It's. Yeah. He just gave him the phaser. Why? Damn it! Damn it! Check off why. You just gave him a future piece of technology. You realize in the wrong hands that could, uh, you know what? Never mind. I just realized that the stun gun was invented not too long after this film was. So that's probably the explanation for why they had the stun gun. Oh, duck and cover. Oh, great. Oh, no. Oh! What? The tank is empty! The whale tank is empty, Chico! The tank is empty! The whales are gone! The whales are gone! Oh! By the way, genuine reaction. Yes. I guarantee you Zachary Quinto would have been proud of that slap. And this guy here, he's just like, I'm just washing the sidewalk. Nothing to do. And meanwhile, Sulu's flying that helicopter to get the uh, the transparent aluminum back to the ship. And he can't even figure out the windshield wiper on the helicopter. Bro. What?
Oh no, she's gonna run right into it. Boom. Ow. Yes, Bark, that would indeed freak me the hell out. This guy's like, oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, dang it. How'd they get all the way to La- from San Francisco to Alaska in like a few hours? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Not good. No. Well, how's that going to work? Oh. Where'd they get those scrubs from? Were they just... Surplus. Laundry. Oh. Every hospital has one, Greg. Okay. Ugh. Dialysis. Ugh. Yeah, it'll all be simple. All right, don't worry. You'll be fine. Nope. Oh, yeah, that party last night was wild, man. 
McCoy's like, ugh, 20th century doctors. Yeah, get was out. It, was it good for you as it was for me? Kirk's gonna put everybody in the corner into that just, little room. Just trust me on this. <laughs> and just make sure you don't escape. There you go. Boop. Savages. They're looking like, what the fudge? By the way, that device was jerry-rigged from an AMT model. Oh, nice. Close enough. <laughs> sure. Wait, what? Huh? Huh? Wait a minute. Or you could just kick the door. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're running. We're running. Yeah, we're running. Chase. I was like, oh, fuck. no, just stay down. Check off, just stay down. Oh my god, she grew a new kidney with the pill that Bones gave her. <laughs> Fully functional kidney, Chico. It's amazing. It's a miracle. This is totally not. Totally not a violation of the TPD. All right, let's go downstairs. We're going to get them when they come out of the elevator. Huh?
And by the way, the closest they ever got to beat me up, Scotty, Scotty beat beat me up. Did she just pull a Stewie Griffin? That well, that's how it started, Chico. That's the ref original reference right there. What? Oh man! I was just going out for a jog. I didn't expect a tornado was gonna come up. Well, there's a first for everything. Oh, that's right. Well, they got to be somewhere in the Alaskan Sea. Oh. What? Oh. I guess. Well. I guess it was the first time for everything. By the way, this would not be uh, Catherine Hicks's only time-traveling role. That's right, because she was in uh, Peggy Sue Got Married later this year in 86. Correct. Or earlier. Earlier in the year. Oh, there they are. Whoop, there they are. Oh, crap. You're going to have to do some something.
Oh no! Don't you dare! Don't you dare! You don't you do it! Don't, don't you, da- you gosh darn do it! Don't you gosh darn do this! What is, what is taking this whaling ship so long? And... Alley-oop. Doink! Doink! <laughs> he shaked it. And by the way, that was finished for what the hell is that? Oh, you turn, we gotta get. Oi! Right. Remember, you're not just beaming in the whales, you're beaming you're also in the wa- beaming in the water. Hey, look at you. There'll be whales here. Get us home. Zach's like, I don't get it. Oh. Oh, he's going to make the bestest guest he can.
makes you think. Oh, that is true. Oh. Oh. Okay, that should work. Come on, get the blisters working. Are we going to see all those trippy images again? No. Oh, good. Oh. I think I know. Oh, they're going to, they're going down here. Okay, now we're back in from earlier when the window broke. Look! They're heading for the bridge, everybody! Take it on water, sir. Take it on water. Oh, they got to get out of here. Take it on. Oh. How are they going to get the whales out? Oh, by the way, these scenes right here with the um, 
where you see like, like everyone everybody's trying to get out of the get off the bridge when they get off the thing outside like right here that was actually filmed on like a at the paramount lot there was like this underground tank on the lot that they use for pirate movies yeah that no that like they didn't realize like when they were filming this movie they found out oh there's like this tank underneath the parking lot that yeah they used, i think like, fox in- had something similar when they filmed titanic something like that but like, nobody knew how to, like, get the water for the tank in. So they actually found, like, people who worked on the lot, like, going all the way back from the silent era, silent era, to figure out how to get the water in the tank. Which which is pretty nuts. More swimming, more swimming. There you go. Should be simple. Okay, now George and Gracie, they should be out of there now. Oh, there they are. Hey, everyone, we're going to talk to this whale probe now. Hey. Hey, guys, are you there? There we go. Yeah. I'm getting a translation from the probe. We're sorry, our bad.
do they realize that they've just introduced a foreign species into their space? Like, what do you mean? The whales. Oh, the technically, whales. Technically, they're a foreign species in the 23rd century Earth. Yeah, but technically, they don't exist anymore, so. Okay, I've heard enough. Thanks, guys. Yeah, the probe just said, I'm sorry. Okay, now the probe's going all the clouds are just like up. Oh. And now the power's back. Power's back at space dock. And power's power's back at Starfleet Command. So the power yeah, power's back everywhere. And with no hunters, they're oh, free yeah. to repopulate. They can do. They can go anywhere now. It's like ah. Uh... Like basically, the entire Pacific Ocean is their tank now. Now everyone's flopping into the water. Pool is open. And now as George and Grace are wandering off into the bay, here comes that shuttle to get everyone off the ocean. It's just now. one more thing, though. Oh, yeah, they got to settle this trial. They got to settle this. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's fine, Mark. I mean, they got an entire ocean to work with. Fine enough.
And by the way, as you look at Scotty, when they said um, sabotage the USX Excelsior, he's like, hmm. Because remember, he, uh, it, t- yeah, he he was responsible he for the warp drive, yeah. Oh, I bet you somewhere John Shuck's saying to himself when he finds out the news. Oh, that is some bullcrap. Oh, shucks. Yeah! By the way, I noticed that um, Jillian is in future clothes. Future clothes. Outfit, yeah. You totally imposed it. Oh, yeah, you definitely did. To the point where he didn't want to talk to you for years. (laughs) 
By the way, this would be Jane Wyatt's last role. Yes. Okay, now they're going to get, now we're at the point. They're going to get a new ship. So here's, what are they going to get? What is going to be the new exciting ship that they're going to get? Now remember, now remember that for later. Sulu wanting Excelsior. That's important later. But wait, are they gonna? They're getting the only ship that they can honestly call their own. They got the Enterprise. And it's not just the Enterprise. It's the NCC 1701-A. How'd they build a ship that fast? My guess? They've had it in storage. Oh, yeah. They're probably waiting for the right time to bring it out. And look at the bridge. Look at that new bridge. Let's see what she's got. Ooh. And that's your movie. As you see, the, uh, the stills of what we have just seen throughout the course of the entire movie. But I, bo- this movie was a big hit at the box office. Not really just big. With, not just with Star Trek fans, but with casual viewers. Because obviously with the time travel theme, it's going to bring in a lot of people. And According to Box Office Mojo, made $109,713,000 domestically. And was the first Star Trek movie that ever was released in the Soviet Union. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the um, this was one of uh, two laser discs released in the uh, Paramount Directors series. The other one being Fatal Attraction on laser disc, which actually has like a cool like extra with Leonard Nimoy talking about the difference between pan and scan and widescreen. If you ever pick that up, and I believe that is ported on the. Special edition two disc DVD that came out in 2003. Nice. And also, of course, 2009 it got released to Blu ray with all the um, other Star Trek movies in the Starfleet collection when the J.J. Abrams movie came out. And then got released on 4K, on 4K Ultra HD Blu ray a year ago. And it has, of course, now been, of course, released in the recent original film collection six movie set that came out earlier this year. 
So yeah, we're final thoughts. You know, people say that uh, they really like um, Search for Spock and uh, The Wrath of Khan as their favorite. The, the, of all the Star Trek films, this one has to be my favorite because I don't know. It's like okay, you have a a past future civilian. Oh, you got everything. Past, future, civilian, uh, Federation. And John Shuck. And John Shuck. So, okay. They got the Enterprise down, so where are we going to go from here for the next movie? Well... Oh, by the way, uh, Kirk Thatcher actually wrote the song that he was rocking to. Yes, the... um... I hate you, which is a simple enough song. I hate you. But yeah, what? Well, when he finds whales, where are you going to go next, Chico? Where are we going to go next? Where can we go next? Well, I got a question. What does God need with a starship? Good question. I guess we'll find. I guess we'll find out the answer to that in the next movie. Paramount Golf and Western Company. And scene. Well, that does it for this one. So, yes, thank you, Mark. So, we want to thank you for joining us tonight on Stream Lounge. And, of course, what do we got coming up later on It Was a Thing on TV? Because we just released the 1990s infomercials. We talked about Hollywood Squares derivatives. So, now... We're going so to now we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's now right. We, we we got our annual Thanksgiving uh, parade semi live watch. We've yeah. got uh, our and our Thanksgiving drop, I believe, is the Alan King Thanksgiving special. The Alan King Thanksgiving special. Greg, you're gonna have to walk us through that one because yeah, because I got a question. What do we have to be thankful for? Well, you know what. Over the course of this show, we've been thankful for some things, like figuring out schedules, Dick Van Patten, and most importantly, Chico, McLean Stevenson. Because of McLean Stevenson. Yes. If there was a Thanksgiving special that had all the things that makes this podcast special, it's going to be this one. Definitely. And that's going to come up in the next week as we prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving on It Was a Thing on TV.com. Special thanks to Mark for hanging out with us here on Stream Lounge. For Greg, I'm Chico. Thank you ever so much for listening. Please be kind to each other. Please be kind to humpback whales, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Don't mess around with humpback whales. Also, Probe's going to F everything up for all of us. Yeah. Them probes are serious business. That's right. All right, we'll, we'll see you for the next one. Wow! Double dumbass on you. Double dumbass on you! Hey, double dumbass on you! Hey!